Everything you hear on this podcast episode is non-commercial, fair use, Creative Commons license. I visualize my goals when it set myself up proper And I'm not willing to give up, this shit do mean a lot to me Put down the drinking drugs, told myself this what it's got to be I'ma buy one more chain and after that more proper We came from nothing, it was sell drugs and big guns But that mentality is over, man, that shit done There's wild money out here, you better get some You around four broke dudes, you bound to be the fifth one Burden to your family, out here useless Getting high all day, never really them get-rich-quick schemes don't really produce shit You know what you gotta do, just stop making excuses And do it now, cause tomorrow never comes Or down the line, you gon' have to borrow from the bums And Coney Allen, it was always sorrow in the slums Put myself up on my feet, now I'm the hardest where I'm from And nowadays, all these artists getting crumbs Fuck that, sign yourself, show commitment Everybody takes a loss, just keep being consistent Let your nuts hang and talk big shit you know the vibes. No deal, no nothing. We living the rapper's life. You know what I'm saying? Right. When people say, yo, Nim, do you want to sign with? Why would the fuck would I sign? I own everything I do. I do what I want. I drop when I want. I, all the chains that a rapper buys when he first signs a deal, the Rolexes, the houses for their moms, I did all of that God by God. myself. Fuck your life. Welcome back to episode 187 of the Alpha Male Buddhist from Brooklyn podcast. I'm your host, Miguel. Today is January 28th, 2023. Just some housekeeping before we begin this episode. Love to hear feedback from my listeners. My email is alphamalebuddhist at gmail.com. My Instagram is alphamalebuddhist. And in my Instagram, you will see a link tree for all of my other content. And just a quick shout out to all of my listeners that are in recovery. It's an interesting thing, but 
probably about half of the feedback that I get from my listeners are people that are in recovery or getting ready to go into recovery or struggling with addiction in different forms. So stay strong. And hopefully this episode is going to contribute to your ability to stay in recovery and just move in the right direction that your life needs to move in. So let's get into the episode. The title of this episode 187 is Learning to Perceive the Layers of Reality, Walking a Path with Heart, Living a Life of Purpose. Today, many people are living a life of failure, demoralization, and suffering, and they do not realize that it takes the same amount of effort to live a meaningless life as it does to live a life of purpose and true fulfillment, if that makes sense to you. Because just because you are living a demoralized life and you're not really achieving or moving in any direction and you're in a state of suffering, that also takes effort because you're making the choice every morning when you wake up to continue on that soulless, heartless path. And you continue to just drudge along and hoping one day kind of blends into the next day without doing anything, but you're sitting there watching this take place in slow motion and you're doing nothing about it. When you know that there are better ways to live your life and more fulfilling ways to live your life, you're you're making that choice and that choice takes a lot of effort to stay in that state of suffering. And it literally takes the same amount of effort to be in that state as it does to live a, to be living in a fulfilled state. Again, if that makes sense to you. The choice is yours. Today, the screen is projecting down onto us a demonic dark magic and demoralizing spells in order to extinguish the light and infinite potential we all have within us. If you do not understand this fact, then you will be relegated to living a life of suffering and confusion. Truly, there are only two paths in life. Path number one is living a life following the path of least resistance zero challenge, zero reward. Path two is living the life of a man of knowledge or a warrior. A warrior seeks out difficult challenges because he knows that is the only path which will feed his heart and soul. A man of knowledge follows a path with heart. You must be able to perceive the layers of reality like the layers of an onion in order to become the hero in your own life movie. It's all about perception timing, and pattern recognition. The etymology of the word perception comes from the Latin word percipio, meaning receiving, collecting, action of taking possession, apprehension with the mind, or senses. Most people can only perceive the top layer of this reality, and you must be able to peel off each individual layer in order to see the next layer under it. In other words, In order to perceive or see layer 6, you must first peel back layers 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, and so on. And the reason why you have to be able to perceive through these layers is because this matrix system is constantly bombarding you with different distractions to demand your attention. So you pay attention to it and watch this metric system. As a result, this metric system will have you running in circles, chasing your own tail. The same way you chase meaningless Instagram likes and find yourself in a state of confusion and emptiness, just seeking digital dopamine. 
So as you choose to live in this state of confusion and choosing the path of least resistance, choosing to go back to sleep, suck your thumb in a fetal position, making major life choices based on your feelings and choices based on avoiding difficulty and based on you seeking comfort. Your existence in a mode which isn't living at all. You're just running the script that the screen has written for you in the subconscious mind. You keep repeating on a loop 20 go to 10, 20 go to 10. Eat, work, suffer, compete for attention, rinse, wash, and repeat. Then you sit and convince yourself that I'm only being lazy today. Tomorrow will be the day that I crush that workout or just meet those day-to-day challenges. Tomorrow will be the day. But they do not realize that there is no tomorrow. The only existence that we have is in the present moment. This is a real Buddhist concept. And again, I'm Christian and Jesus is my savior. But, you know, I do employ certain type of disciplines that pertain to the mind and living a self-realized life, and, and which is living the good life. But what people do not realize is that it's very, very easy to make these hollow excuses and only cheat yourself. You know, they, they seek the things that are difficult and they pursue the things that are comforting and easy. And this is no way to live life at all. Imagine if everybody lived this way, we'd all starve. We wouldn't have art, we wouldn't have music, and we wouldn't have the beauty that we see all around us. I mean, I don't want to paint a picture that life is all negative and everything is a screen projecting evil spells upon us. I mean, it's it's a yin and yang thing where you have to make the ter- determination. That's why your perception and the perception of these layers are so important because, uh, again, everything is duality and everything has positive and negative, you know, and that's one of the critical things in life is to have the ability to make that judgment call, knowing uh, the direction that you need to go and what, what is good for you and what is going to hurt you. Because a lot of things that seem to be good, you know, a can of Coca-Cola looks great, but it's going to rot you out from the inside, you know. And you might take a sip of some spinach juice, which tastes like crap, but it's the healthiest thing that you can do and your body's going to love you for it. So these things you have to really look into. So let's delve into these layers of reality. The first layer of reality is comprised of Hollywood celebrities, athletes, recording artists, telling us why we have to take the latest DNA altering vaccine, medicine, or pharmaceutical in order to really live that uh, fulfilling and happy life. We can find it all in pharmaceuticals. Pharmaceutical drugs to cure our crippling depression, not realizing that the same pharmaceutical system that is generating all of these chemical-based medications and pharmaceuticals for us is really what's causing our suffering. We need to really align ourselves more with nature and living a natural life, having an understanding of our bodies, doing, you know, executing some Qigong or some Tai Chi, some yoga stretches, and getting in tune with our body and getting in tune with the self in order to have a better realization and a better perception of really what living the good life is and not living a life that's being projected out to us by these big corporations that are just seeking profit and just seeking to depopulate this whole planet. You have to really look into this layer upon layer upon layer of reality that most people are only perceiving that first top layer again, which is CNN, Fox News, 
and whatever latest uh, hit song people are dancing to on Instagram. Wake up, people. If you want to reach your true potential, you must possess the following skill sets. Skill set number one, timing and pattern recognition in all things, a.k.a. the law of rhythm. Skill set number two, understanding when you have reached the point of diminishing returns in any matter. And uh, if you've listened to some of my past episodes, you do understand, or you can just look up what the law of diminishing returns is. And basically what that is, is there's a certain point where you put either money or energy or time into a thing. And there's a feedback loop where you're getting reciprocated back uh, for the effort you put in. You're getting an equal or more amount of benefit back from it. But there's a certain point where you start feeding uh, more resources into this venture and you're getting less return out of it. So at that point, you've reached the point of diminished return. So it's very interesting and, and, and look into it because you could apply it to anything in life. So, so check out the the law of diminishing returns or the point of diminishing returns. Skill set number three, what is the return on investment in any venture that we undertake? So ROI, return on investment. Again, it's it's basically the pretty much aligns with the point of diminishing returns. Skill set number four, understand that you should never be in competition with anyone. You should only seek to reach your own full potential. Learn to maximize all the chess pieces on the chessboard of life, not for wealth, but for self-fulfillment and self-realization. You can let all those other salesmen and all those other people compete with one another because at that point, when you're in competition with anything or anyone else, you will always be in a state of competition. Therefore, you'll never win. You'll always be in that unending cycle of competing and competing and competing. You don't, do not do things or try to achieve things for other people or in relation to other people. Strictly, you do it for self and to align yourself in the direction that you need to go. Don't compete against others. Compete against yourself. Do better than you did yesterday. Be the best version of yourself. I know that sounds cliche, but it's, it's true. Skill set number five. Understand that this matrix system demands 100% of your attention. That's why demoralizing porn is unlimited and free online. Junk food is hanging in little brightly colored plastic bags over every cash register. It's all a trick to separate you from you, who you really are. Your actualized self. Recently, I have reached back into my childhood days, recalling conversations I had with cats in the Wyckoff Gardens projects in downtown Brooklyn, in the fire exits, as we would sit and practice our ghetto philosophy. Always talking about how we planned to make it out of the projects and why our plan was better than everyone else's plan. I really remember them days, man. Iron sharpens iron, you know? Some of the older dudes would explain to us how 85% of the people are just sheep following the crowd these people are attracted to shiny things brand name clothes and live a life of no path at all they only hope to make it through another day with minimal suffering and just follow the path of least resistance the old heads would continue to explain the other 10 percent of people mostly people in entertainment politics sports religion control the other 85 percent of the sheeple by a sleight of hand double talk and using fear tactics. When the fear tactics fails, they will control the other 85% of the sheeple through 
manipulating their subconscious mind and control them through their ego and attachment to the material world. The remaining 5% of the people have the supreme knowledge or knowledge of self and possess enough moral and ethical standing needed to teach the other 95%. Reflect on that a minute. I once heard a man say, I only debate with my equals, all others I teach. Check that shit out. Let's get back to the layers. Layer one of reality, AKA the top layer of reality is CNN, Apple iPhone, Tesla electric cars, all major sporting teams, Instagram likes, Facebook friends, Elon Musk, fentanyl, alcohol, and any other addiction like addiction to fit in with the crowd and seeking the approval of others. Layer one is also the mainstream media breaking news stories about the FBI investigating Hunter Biden laptop or investigating Joe Biden stealing classified White House documents and the FBI is building a case to impeach Joe Biden, a.k.a. Look this way. Put your attention over here so you don't see how we are hurting you all into a one world government over there. I mean, it's it's amazing that people really don't realize what's going on right now. And the attention is attracted away so easily. You have to take a few steps back and kind of connect all of the dots and see really the patterns and timing of everything that's taking place right now. I don't want to go too deep into some of the things that I really actually want to say, because like I said, I'm shadow banned enough. But do your research, man. You know, there's not one person that's going to put everything together for you in a neat little package. You got to put in the work, man, to to get to the point where you're living life the way God intended you to live it and to live life in, in a fulfilling, self-realized way. Layer two, a.k.a. the second layer of this reality is feminism, BLM, Antifa, the stock market, the Federal Reserve Bank, and fractional reserve lending. George Soros, Bill Gates, and we are following the science, which is like a bullshit science. It's a science of death and destruction, killing people in, in, in other lands that have nothing to do with us and sending unlimited, all, all, all of the suffering and, and the destitution and the, and the poverty that's taking place in this country right now, but yet we choose to send two and three trillion dollars, whatever it is, over to Ukraine so they can kill more people over there. It's, it's, it's ridiculous, man. It's ridiculous and there's no end to it. Just suffering upon suffering upon suffering. So we really need to make a diligent effort to, to examine all of these different things and see what the right way is. And then once you begin to understand the right way, speak to the people around you and teach them. You know, Try to get yourself in that 5% of people that have the knowledge and, and the ethics and the ability to really make a difference in people's lives. And again, that's one of the few reasons why I really do this podcast. I don't monetize it. I don't make money off of it. You know, I just, uh, yeah, I just do it because God has gifted me with a little bit of understanding that I could see what's going on. So I just kind of want to share that with other people to reduce suffering in this life and in this existence and to point people in the direction of the true God, who's my Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. But it's cool with you, whoever, you know, whoever your God is, as long as your God isn't this mechanistic world or money or drugs. Make sure that you're following the true creator. Layer three of this uh, layers of reality is TikTok dancing videos, reaction videos of people watching other people who are watching viral videos of people reacting to people dancing on TikTok, if that makes sense. 
But that's basically what it is. People reacting to other people dancing. Honestly, man, I don't get it. Layer four of this reality is the divide and conquer, a.k.a. people identify into groups like transgender, black, white, democratic, republican, progressive, pro-climate versus anti-climate change, young versus old, Mexican versus American versus black. They're pitting all of us against one another. And if you don't understand this, you have to have the ability to perceive this and see really what they're doing is just they're just dividing and conquering us all, having us pitted against one another so we don't see them sharpening the knife in the kitchen like a uh, turkey on Thanksgiving Day has no idea what's happening, but it's coming. You know it's coming. So as we proceed deeper into this uh, climate change agenda, we see that it's just a trick to, trick to place us in a state of fear and scarcity so that we feel that, you know, there's not going to be enough food or water or air for all of us to survive. And it's it, there's just so much resources and abundance on, on God's green earth that it's, it's all a lie. And they're just trying to trick us. Once the controllers convince us that we must save the planet, they will start charging everybody with carbon taxes and herd us into a small cage beehive type housing. As Klaus Schwab said, you will own nothing and be happy. You will be happy because you're being a good little boy and you're saving the environment. It's all 3D chess game. 1984 Orwellian double speak. Wake up and connect the dots, my friend. Layer five of this reality is religion. The etymology of the word religion is religari, which means to tie back, to hold back, to thwart from forward progress, to bind. A system of control based on unchallenged dogmatic beliefs which hold back the progress of our consciousness. We must establish a one-on-one -on -one relationship with our supreme being or with our God we worship. What religion has done is it has replaced the teachings of our true God with the teachings of mortal men in order to control and profit off of our ignorance of God and true self. If you want a real understanding from my perspective and, and the way I pursue it, a true understanding of God, buy a red-letter edition of the King James translation of the Bible and study the red-letter sections in the New, in the New Testament, uh, which are Jesus' words directly. Then integrate Jesus' words into every aspect of your life. Again, you're not going to be perfect and you're not going to be Bible-thumping on the corner, exhorting everybody passing by, but just look into it and put down all of the things that are limiting you and taking you down the wrong path. You want to Take that path to immortality and the path to light and love of God. We need to establish a one-on-one -on -one relationship with him and have a true perception of this reality and fight back the dark spells being projected against us in our soul, by our so-called leaders. The only way to reclaim your mind and heart is through the knowledge of solitude, breath, and perceiving reality through the pineal gland or the third eye. It is of utmost importance that... Anyone seeking this true path must learn to be able to ab abide or have an un true understanding of solitude and what solitude can teach us all. And trust me, it is, it is not easy. It is very difficult. But to be in, I don't mean sitting by yourself waiting for a bus. I mean to just abide in a room or in a park or walking down the street and, 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 and be in a state of solitude where you have zero distractions and your total focus is on looking inwardly towards really what makes you tick. And again, all the screen is doing is project, projecting down all of these distractions 
so that you would say to yourself, oh, my feet hurt. Uh, I'm so tired. I just need another drink to cope one more day or just, you know, a little bit more drugs or whatever it is that you do uh, to deal with your problems. And, uh, you know, that just one more drink and all of these problems are going to melt away. And all it does is it just makes everything much, much worse. So you have to have a clear understanding of this. And one of the real solutions to that is to be able to abide in solitude with the self and reflecting upon the self and the connection between the self and and all. And understanding that the all is you and you are all. It's It's fractal, you know. Listen to some Terrence McKenna. He breaks it down real good. Check out episode 177 on my podcast where Terrence McKenna gets gets into it real deep. True extended solitude is high difficulty, high reward. And no one can explain how to merge with the self in solitude. But once you begin the process, you will notice the separate self as a meat wagon avatar. Constantly seeking sense and desire gratification and comfort. You must learn to sit in solitude and look down at the floor as your mind races to find any kind of comfort or shelter from this reality. You must detach your mind and perceive with the heart as you stare down at your feet until you reach the deepest levels of this reality. No mind, just heart and knowledge of your own impeccability. When a man is impeccable, he needs nothing and has begun to walk his own path or a path with heart, path to immortality. You are listening to Alpha Male Buddhist from Brooklyn podcast. Expand your mind and keep it love. Saturday, April 8th, 1962. In our conversations, Don Juan consistently used or referred to the phrase man of knowledge, but never explained what he meant by it. I asked him about it. A man of knowledge is one who has followed truthfully the hardships of learning, he said. A man who has, without rushing or without faltering, gone as far as he can in unraveling the secrets of power and knowledge. Can anyone be a man of knowledge? No, not anyone. Then what must a man do to become a man of knowledge? He must challenge and defeat his four natural enemies. The enemies a man encounters on the path of learning to become a man of knowledge are truly formidable. Most men succumb to them. What kind of enemies are they, Don Juan? He refused to talk about the enemies. He said it would be a long time before the subject would make any sense to me. I tried to keep the topic alive and asked him if he thought I could become a man of knowledge. He said no man could possibly tell that for sure. Sunday, April 15, 1962. As I was getting ready to leave, I decided to ask him once more about the enemies of a man of knowledge. I argued that I could not return for some time and it would be a good idea to write down what he had to say and then think about it while I was away. 
He hesitated for a while, but then began to talk. When a man starts to learn, he's never clear about his objectives. His purpose is faulty. His intent is vague. He hopes for rewards that will never materialize, for he knows nothing of the hardships of learning. He slowly begins to learn, bit by bit at first, then in big chunks, and his thoughts soon clash. What he learns is never what he pictured or imagined, and so he begins to be afraid. Learning is never what one expects. Every step of learning is a new task, and the fear the man is experiencing begins to mount mercilessly, unyieldingly. His purpose becomes a battlefield, and thus he has stumbled upon the first of his natural enemies, fear, a terrible enemy, treacherous and difficult to overcome. It remains concealed at every turn of the way, prowling, waiting, and if the man, terrified in its presence, runs away, his enemy will have put an end to his quest. What will happen to the man if he runs away in fear? Nothing happens to him except that he will never learn. He will never become a man of knowledge. He will perhaps be a bully or a harmless, scared man. At any rate, he will be a defeated man. His first enemy will have put an end to his cravings. And what can he do to overcome fear? The answer is very simple. He must not run away. He must defy his fear, and in spite of it, he must take the next step in learning, and the next, and the next. He must be fully afraid, and yet he must not stop. That is the rule. And the moment will come when his first enemy retreats. But won't the man be afraid again if something new happens to him? No. Once a man has vanquished fear, he's free from it for the rest of his life, because instead of fear, he's acquired clarity, a clarity of mind which erases fear. By then, a man knows his desires. He knows how to satisfy those desires. He can anticipate the new steps of learning, and a sharp clarity surrounds everything. The man feels that nothing is concealed, and thus he has encountered his second enemy, clarity. That clarity of mind, which is so hard to obtain, dispels fear, but also blinds. It forces the man never to doubt himself. It is like something incomplete. If the man yields to this make-believe power, he succumbs to a second enemy and will fumble with learning. He will be clear as long as he lives, but he will no longer learn or yearn for anything. But what does he have to do to avoid being defeated? He must do what he did with fear. He must defy his clarity and use it only to see. And the moment will come when he will understand that his clarity was only a point before his eyes. He will know at this point that the power he's been pursuing for so long is finally his. He can do with it whatever he pleases. His ally is at his command. His wish is the rule. He sees all that is around him, but he has also come across his third enemy. Power. A man at this stage hardly notices his third enemy closing in on him, and suddenly, without knowing, he will certainly have lost the battle. His enemy will have turned him into a cruel, capricious man. Will he lose his power? No, he will never lose his clarity or his power. Well, what then will distinguish him from a man of knowledge? A man who is defeated by power dies without really knowing how to handle it. 
power is only a burden upon his fate. Such a man has no command over himself and cannot tell when or how to use his power. Well, how can he defeat his third enemy, Don Juan? He has to defy it, deliberately. He has to come to realize the power he has seemingly conquered is in reality never his. He must keep himself in line at all times, handling carefully and faithfully all that he has learned. Thus he will have defeated his third enemy. The man will be by then at the end of his journey of learning, and almost without warning he will come upon the last of his enemies, old age. This enemy is the cruelest of all, the one he won't be able to defeat completely, but only fight away. But if the man sloughs off his tiredness and lives his fate through, he can then be called a man of knowledge, if only for the brief moment when he succeeds in fighting off his last invincible enemy. That moment of clarity, power, and knowledge is enough. Bless me, bless me, bless me, bless me. 
Welcome to the Alpha Male Buddhist from Brooklyn podcast. I'm your host, Miguel. I like to cover topics from ancient history, great leaders and generals from the past, and I also like to talk about self-realization, truth, critical thinking, and strategic spirituality. Outside the box, nonconformist. I'm here to shatter the myths of the mainstream media and the beta sheeple narrative. My email address is alphamalebuddhist at gmail.com. My website is alphamalebuddhist.podbean.com. My Instagram is alphamalebuddhist. And check out my YouTube channel, Alpha Male Buddhist, and that's on YouTube. It is the podcast accompanied with video clips that integrate exactly with the podcast, so it's motivational and inspirational. I also have promotional t-shirts. If you go to my website, alphamalebuddhist.podbead.com, you can see the promotional t-shirts there. Reach out to me. Also, if you have any show notes or any suggestions that you would like to hear on the podcast, just reach out and see if I can get that done. I've been getting some really great emails and feedback from my listeners, which is great. So I want to thank you for listening and namaste.